0: Good morning, family. It's so good to have you guys with us, whether you're watching on Facebook, on YouTube, or listening on Impact Radio and SoundCloud. It is such an honor and a pleasure to be worshiping with you. And we are aware that there are some international guests and people that join in from time to time that visit us. You are so welcome. And if you want to tell us where you're from, please drop us a text in the comment box. And let us worship God together.
1: Well, Lord, what a privilege we have of giving worship and glory to your name. And we just say, Lord, in this place, in this morning, we can glorify the name of the Lord freely, openly. And I wanna invite you in your homes to come and say, God, as I choose, as Joshua said today, for me and my house, we will choose to serve you. God is so gracious that he gives us a choice. He doesn't force us, but he lovingly says, I'll give you a hint, choose life. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we're going to sing a song that says, This I know that God is with me. He's around me. He's before me. He's by my side. He's given me grace. And He we will worship Him because He is a faithful God to us.
2: Sometimes I hear you, and sometimes I don't, and sometimes I feel you, and sometimes I won't. But this I know with all my heart and all my soul.
3: And when you feel
2: tested And darkness near when my faith is waiting
3: through doubt and fear. you
2: spirit that you are here and that you've been moving you've been moving thank you so much for who you are and all that you do Lord thank you so much
3: Breaking the dark glory of your good Lord, we want to just stay in your presence, Lord. Stay in your presence, Lord. You are so so good, Lord. You are so good, God. what you say. I wanna sing what you sing. I want to stand how you stand. I want to live.
4: Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence in our lives. Help us to recognize your moving in every area of our lives. Give us a deep understanding of your love and your grace, even in these times. We are grateful for your leading, and we welcome you again to give us a fresh revelation of what kingdom means. In Jesus' name, amen. We've come to the part of our service where we would like to honour the Lord with our giving through our tithes and our offering. And so on your screen right now will appear the details, please to make use of that um, through our snap scan or our banking details. But I'd also like to take the opportunity to thank everybody in our community, as well as those watching and listening over the radio that have given in this time. And have honoured the Lord and shown their great trust and faithfulness towards the Lord, even in these times. My prayer for everyone is that the Lord would show his faithfulness towards you as you continue to be generous um, in this time. I'd also like to hand over to Pastor Louis and Natasha now as they deliver the message for today.
5: Well, today we are coming to the end of our series in prayer and I really want to thank Natasha Uh, It's been great for me to have her join me over these five weeks as we've shared these messages together. She often helps me in preparing my messages, but it's also been nice to have her uh, deliver the message with me. And really thank you for everything you brought, the color, uh, (laughs) the color schemes that you brought and just the excitement. Um, And so, thank you for that. And uh, we've been speaking about prayer and particularly about how Prayer is so important in our relationship with God that we can't grow closer to the Lord. We can't grow in our intimacy with the Lord if we don't pray. And in la- the last two weeks, we spent some time in the book of Job. And I think the, the one-liner that we want to take out of the book of Job is that the battle is real, but yeah. God is good. Yes. There's a real battle, and we saw it last week, that God, we spoke about how the Lord moved the, the veil and took uh, Job in behind the scenes and showed him the magnitude of of the battle that was taking place in the heavenly realms. But in Job, the battle, we view it from a very personal perspective. It's about how it personally affected Job, this battle that's going on in the, in the spiritual realm between good and evil, and that is being fought in the, in the reality and in practice in this world that we live in. But today we want to go to the book of Daniel, and we want to talk about pray like Daniel, uh, because Daniel shows us a little bit more of the bigger magnitude of this battle as it affects nations and, 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 and this globe and our world in, on, a, on a bigger stage. And uh, we see this in many other stories in the scripture also, but particularly in the book of Daniel, we encounter how the the spiritual battle affects nations. And I want to take you to um, uh, Daniel chapter 10 and I'm going to read for you from verse 10 to 14, uh, where Daniel is in a time of prayer and he's engaging with the Lord and he's asking the Lord, Uh, to understand certain things and to understand the persecution and the struggle that the nation of Israel is going through as they are in exile in Babylon. Uh, and uh, as he's praying, the Lord speaks to him and reveals to him what is going on. Again, like with Job, where the Lord took him behind the scenes and showed him the, the fuller picture of the, of the cosmic warfare that's going on. Here the Lord takes Daniel and he shows him and reveals to him a little bit of this cosmic warfare on a, on a more national and global scale that's going on. So let's read Daniel 10, verse 10 to 14. A hand touched me. And set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I am about to speak to you. And stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns a time yet to come. Natasha is going to tell us a little bit about the run up to this uh, encounter that, that Daniel had in his time of prayer.
0: Yeah, before we get to chapter ten actually here where the where the angel appears to him again. Um, and we see in Daniel 1 to 7, it's actually an incredible book that it, that almost um, as the speeches were of God in Job, this is almost like a practical uh, it's, it's rolling out of, of what is really happening. And we see a lot in the book of Daniel of these composite bohemian um, beasts that is in Daniel. So in, uh, chapter 1 to 7 in Daniel uh, is actually very encouraging because we see God's power. That's, that's where all the stories is of the lion's den, the fiery furnace, the writing against the wall. And that is where God is showing to Israel and to the kings that uh, he is a powerful God and had, that he is the most powerful uh, force uh, uh, that is, you know, that that the Israelites is serving um, at that moment. So, um we see that it's it's very encouraging. It's hopeful. Um, and then in verse uh, chapter eight, we go into where Daniel gets a, has another vision of another king, or another vision of this composite animal of a behemoth kind of. Remember, the behemoth was a human king or human force that had a demonic kind of influence behind it. And he sees another uh, vision of one of these kings that will come and destroy the people of God again. And and defile the temple and uh, just completely uh, um, ignore the fact that God is a powerful God and is just completely, you know, in disrespect towards any of uh, God's people or of God himself. And then in chapter 9, we see just Daniel seeing another vision, Daniel going into uh, prayer uh, and and really interceding for Israel. And we see him um, uh, just repenting all the time for Israel on behalf of Israel and just really going into a time of intercession. And he goes, he's, he's, he, he doesn't know exactly what to do with all of these visions that he's seeing. And then he goes to the, the prophetic book of Jeremiah, uh, the scroll of Jeremiah, and he reads up that he's part of an exile uh, that that, uh, that Israel is in um, at that moment that was going to last for 70 years. And this exile is almost finished now. But then the angel comes and visits him and says to him, listen, the people are still rebellious. So this exile is still going to carry on. And this is where we then get to chapter uh, 10, where Daniel then uh, again, just praying for three weeks, Daniel praying, interceding, Uh, for the people of Israel and we just see how how he sees that last vision and how God then comes again and and says to him at the end of chapter 10 that listen Daniel I have overcome this I will overcome this this is my battle like in Job and like in Job we see in the book of Daniel that um you know, the kings that rise up against uh, God and his people and his plans in this world, how the people, uh, how those kings will just be completely destroyed by God, how they cannot win this battle. You know, they they want to come, they defile God, they want to redefine what right and wrong is, um, and 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 God is uh, proclaiming that he will overcome this battle. So we see an incredible thing in the book of Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, as we did in um, Job, we are so aware of the cosmic battle that is happening between the forces of darkness and the forces of of God, you know, and and actually that for me is very encouraging to see that that we are not fighting these battles alone, you know, that that there's angels that is fighting these battles with us, you know, and as we, we intercede and as we pray like Daniel did, interceding, praying, being so aware of this cosmic battle that is happening.
5: Yeah, it's fantastic the way Anatasha just explains that and and through the scripture that this battle is real. In Job, we saw the battle is real and the effect it had on Job as as an individual. Here we see the battle is real and the effect that it's having on nations, on God's people as a nation and other nations. Um, And it's this reality of How God is working in this world towards his kingdom, his Mm. purposes, his Mm -hmm. rulership. But there are others that come used by demonic forces to to rise up to become the powers of this world that supplants. The, the, the power of God and that replaces God's will and and breaks down what God wants to do and become these superpowers because of uh, uh, and behind them is this behemoth and Leviathan that we spoke about last week that is trying to to take away God's will and uh, and God's people Israel was obviously the the key focus where God had in establishing his will but now they are being uh, ruled by these powers that are bringing chaos and destruction into the world. And they uh,
0: rebel uh, rebel yeah. all the time and, against God. And they God are too. in that
5: position because there was a rebellion in their hearts. And, and, and God is, is, is wanting to cleanse them, in a sense, to redeem them out of that so that through his people he can build his kingdom and see his will established. But that's not only an Old Testament reality. Yeah. That's the story in the New Testament that we see. That in the New Testament, we we look back again, like we said last week, we we now look back at these events of Daniel, for instance, and this battle that Daniel was in and these these angels that were warring. And and we look at it from the perspective of what happened on the cross. And I want to read for you 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6 to 8, where where Paul talks about this battle and he takes it into a more fuller picture again. In uh, verse 6, he says, You see, these powers rise up throughout human history mm-hmm. to take authority and to exact their will. And um, and but all through that, God is working yeah. and he's been working no matter what human power has, ro- has rose, uh, rose up over time. God is always working, busy working His will. And finally, His will was established through Jesus that came and died on the cross.
0: And, and the devil never foresee that. They the, yeah, never, yeah. He was completely they,
5: Yeah, They never understood that this was going to happen. And therefore, this was the wisdom of God in display that was so counter-human wisdom that the death of Jesus would actually be the beginning of the destruction of these evil powers that try and rule over the world. Um, And like Paul writes here, he says, none of the rulers of this age, of this world, of the wisdom of this world, Mm. understood what God was doing and still today don't understand. But in Jesus, his death and resurrection the victory has what has been won and is now being won because we've got to understand just like the Israelites remember when God gave them the promised land and said to them I've given you the promised land they still had to go in and possess it yeah. we are in that stage of the battle now where on the cross God broke the power of of these evil forces and of 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 the governments of this world and rose and Jesus raised up as the king of kings and the lord mm-hmm. of lords and we are now in that position where we are possessing the land yeah. in Jesus' establishing name establishing
0: God's kingdom establishing
5: though. God's kingdom building God's kingdom the promised land in this earth and 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 we have a, a huge role to play in that each yeah. of us
0: Yeah, I I love Revelations 12, verse 17. Uh, It gives you a little bit of an idea. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. So we see that the devil, he was enraged by this whole thing because he didn't foresee this to happen. So he is now, you know, Waging war against the offspring of the woman, you know, and so this is where we, where we are, all of us, where we are, is that we are in that place of fighting that battle, that battle, and how we are establishing God's kingdom yeah. on earth, you know, yeah. as as we as we follow that secret wisdom of God, you yeah, know. Yeah, the,
5: the the cross must have been such yeah. an embarrassment for the devil. It
0: was, yeah, because
5: he thought, "I'm getting it. I'm I'm going to win the victory. I'm finally going to have my." way because I'm going to to kill the Son of God. And and you know, that Friday he must have felt, I've got it. I've won the victory. Jesus is dying on the cross. And and when Jesus died, hell must have celebrated. They must have thrown a party to say, we've won the victory. And then Sunday came. And then Sunday came. And Jesus rose from the dead. And suddenly it became The realization dawned on Satan that he played right into God's hand. That he actually gave the victory. To Jesus,
0: And now he has to find all kinds of schemes, you know, it's yeah. like uh, Ephesians says, the, the devil schemes, you know, he, p- he puts these traps out for people so that you can step into it and he masks himself as an angel of light. How embarrassing must that be? He hates the light and he has to mask himself yeah. as the light to come and tempt people. Yeah,
5: because he and he's now this wounded lion, this, this defeated power. Yeah. Um, and, and we read about that in 1 Peter 5, verse 8 to 9, where Peter writes, and he says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. And, and, and Peter says, there's suffering that we're going through because there's an enemy that is wounded. Yeah. And he's embarrassed, and he is now walking around seeking where he can devour particularly God's people because he wants to, to, to try and win back if, there's, if it's possible yeah. or lessen at least his defeatedness. And um, we know in an African context that a, a wounded lion is a very dangerous yeah. lion. And therefore, Peter says... The enemy is defeated, but now this wounded lion is walking around trying to seek whom he can devour. Mm -hmm. You and I must be alert and of sober mind. We must not be afraid of this defeated enemy, but we must not be ignorant of him. We must understand that he is going around and he's fighting a battle with us and we are This enraged dragon of revelation, we have to know how we are fighting against him and what are the weapons of our warfare and how do we stand against them. And and today we want to talk about particularly three fronts that we are fighting the enemy. There's, There's three particular places, according to scripture, that this enemy is coming against us, this roaring lion. And we have to be sober and alert in these three areas and spaces in our lives to fight the enemy. And these, these three things, we've just described them as there's a thinking warfare that's going on, there's lifestyle warfare, and there's, and there's prayer warfare yeah. that we're doing. And uh, we want to talk a little bit about each of those. And, 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 and I want to read for you as we're thinking about thinking warfare, the, the battle in our minds, the battle for our thinking is, is probably the first place where the battle begins and rages, is in this warfare of our thinking and of our minds. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 to 5 says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Strongholds are places where lies have taken root mm-hmm. and where people live and nations and people groups and individuals live yeah. their lives according to a lie that of the enemy that they have believed. Yeah. And this is where we find our warfare first. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think when Paul talks about this scripture, I think we've always used this scripture or understood it very wrong because Paul is talking about specifically thinking. Yeah. You know, he's, he's talking about uh, people that would come and deceive uh, the false teachers that would come and deceive the second the Corinthian people that will come and teach all kinds of lies uh, to them and they would believe it. And then Paul is talking and actually saying to them, listen, guys, you got to realize that this, what this, these guys are talking about, that's nonsense. That is not the truth. So he's talking about right thinking. And this was very important for Paul also because, uh, you know, uh, the devil would always want to take you out of the light into chaos and into the darkness. And he starts, we live out of our thinking. We, we react out of our thinking, you know. So, so the way that we think, that's the way that we are going to behave. So this is a very serious thing. Here for Paul when he talks about it, so he says, take 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 hold of those thoughts. Uh, think about what you are what you are listening to. Think about what you expose yourself to. Don't just believe what these false teachers are saying because they're stimulating what you want to hear. He's saying to them, think about it and uh, expose that thinking to the truth of who, who Jesus Christ is and what He has done. Because the devil's purpose is he wants to bring you out of the light, constantly, into the darkness, into chaos. And he starts with wrong thinking.
5: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's so true. The, the battle begins in our minds. And uh, if we win the battle in our minds, we can win from there. If yeah. we lose it in our minds, we can lose from there. That's why I think Daniel, when, remember when yeah. they were brought into Babylon, and, and he said that he was not going to eat the choice no. food of the Babylonians. And that was, he was saying, my appetite will not be shaped yeah. by the spirit of Babylon, by appetite needs to be shaped by the truth of God.
0: And he was still keeping to the laws, to the Mosaic laws, the eating laws that they have. Yeah. And that what the king was giving them was not according to the eating laws. So he says, I was going Daniel and his friends right through to the end just were righteous men in Babylon where they were constantly bombarded with temptations. I mean the choice food of the king, you know, constantly bombarded with with just they could have anything their eyes would see. They could have an education you know, but they were they would constantly meditate on the law. I mean Daniel in the face of everybody would pray and meditate um, on the law of God. So he was keeping his thinking straight and not being seduced yeah. by the world that he lives in.
5: Yeah, he didn't engage from that world. He fully engaged yeah. with it. He was involved. I mean he was used by God powerfully. But somehow he had the ability to keep his thinking in line with God's truth and yeah. not with the and, and didn't get seduced by the lies of the world. And that's so powerful for us to know yeah. that the 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 truth is our first weapon in our warfare yeah. that we're fighting in the battle of the mind. I think that's what Jesus said. Yeah. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yeah. We have to know truth. We have yeah. to let truth, in and, and, and Romans 12, be transformed by the renewing of the spirit of your mind.
0: Absolutely. You know, and the truth for us is not a concept. Yeah. It's not a philosophy. It's a person.
5: It's a person. It's knowing this mystery that is revealed in Jesus yeah. Christ, the wisdom of God embodied in Jesus Christ. That's why Paul says, I have, I, have, I have resolved to know nothing among you but Jesus, Jesus and Jesus yeah. crucified, yeah. because that's the wisdom. So in the first place, the battle happens in, in our thinking and in the mind. The second then, from there, is the battle goes to our lifestyle, the way we live. The scripture says, as a man thinketh so easy, our actions are determined by our thinking. So. If we, if we can be transformed in our thinking, it follows then that our actions can also be transformed. But that's a, that's a, a discipleship process yeah. that has to happen discipleship begins with our minds being changed and then our actions coming into line with that. And that That's tough. that That's hard yeah. work to have a lifestyle that is changed because we, we live in such a world where we are so dependent on yeah. so many things and yeah. need things in this world. And the enemy, like he did with Jesus when he tempted him, comes with our real needs and he comes at us and he tempts us and he, and he tries to draw us, as mm-hmm. Natasha said, from the light into the darkness. And that process is often very slowly and Mm. cleverly and craftily he comes and he tempts us and we think he's doing good for us. I want to use the example, for instance, of of corruption. We we have seen in this world, all across the globe, and also in our nation, the effect that corruption has had. Corruption is an agent Mm. of chaos. When corruption enters into a society, chaos ensues. And I mean, we've seen it. Clearly we've seen it. So what the enemy does is he comes and he 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 lies to people. He says to people, I'm going to give you a way that'll provide in your needs. That'll or that'll get you out of a difficult situation. And it seems to be innocent. It seems to be a small thing. And it happens on that individual level. He comes to an individual and mm. he tempts an individual with corruption. But when that corruption is accepted and is allowed to go into full bloom. It can destroy a nation. Yeah. So you and I must be care, clear as Christians that we do not want the spirit of chaos to enter in yes. our lives in any way. So if I'm driving down the road and the traffic policeman pulls me over you and uh, he comes to my window and he says you've driven too fast. or never happened to you. Yeah, never happened, never happened to Or you've skipped a stop street or whatever it is and um, and, and he says, your fine is going to be 500 rand or whatever. But he sort of hints at the fact that if you give him a Coke, two liter Coke, which is 200 <laughs> rand or something, then he will uh, let the fine go. That tempts you because it's a quick solution. And you can think, ah, oh, everybody does it. Or, ah, yeah. or, oh, what difference is it going to make if I do this? You know, it, it, it's, it's easy. And, but you see, but this is the problem. The moment you do that... What you've actually done is you've opened the door for the spirit Mm. of chaos to come into your life. And when the spirit of chaos enters your life, he's not content. The enemy never just stays in that little place. Mm. He will from there form a stronghold in your life because you have now allowed a lie to gain power in your life. And from that place of lying, that half truth, that lie, he will spread. And at first it may look like, hey, It's worked. I've I've got out of this. There's no more problems for me. But but I guarantee you, it'll take a little bit of time. And it may be in completely non-related areas, but you will start seeing chaos happening in your life. Or if you take a bribe, if you are in a position where you have to award a tender, for instance, and somebody sweetens the deal and gives you a bribe. And then you go, wow, isn't that fantastic? I can buy the car I've always wanted, or can buy the house for my family. Surely God wants me to be blessed. You can even give a tithe on that money that you were bribed with, uh, uh, and come to church and pray, and you know, all of that. You have opened the door for a spirit of chaos.
0: And not just for yourself, but it has a much wider effect.
5: Yeah. And, and that's where it begins. And like Natasha is saying now, that spirit of chaos will not only then begin to affect your life, but through your life will start affecting others.
0: Because and you opened the door.
5: Because, yeah, and you've given it a stronghold. You've given it a base of operations. You've given it access and it will destroy you. The only way we can deal with that is repentance. We have to come and recognize that we have sinned, that we have fallen short of God's plan and His will, that we have actually gone against what Jesus has done on the cross, mm-hmm. ask God's forgiveness, and then begin to work to restore and to change that mm-hmm. and, to, and to give back what we, have, what we have taken. may even be part of the mm-hmm. process, if possible, because we have to break that chaos in our lives. And, and it's, it's a real thing. This spirit right now in our world is ravishing the world. Yeah. Our nation is being destroyed because of a spirit of chaos that has come mm-hmm. in. And and we're going to talk right now about how we deal with that in prayer also. But we can't just pray over it. We also have to live lives. Yes that fight and counteract that. So we believe it in our mind, mm-hmm. what the truth is. Yeah. And then the warfare gets taken into actions. Yeah. And through our actions, we push back this darkness. We push back not only for our own lives, but for the lives of other people. We bring order. We bring God's order into this world. And that's in another way to put his, mm-hmm. to see God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And then the, uh, I want to read for you Revelation twelve eleven. It says they triumph over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. The word of their testimony is not just their confession; it's their action. It's the story that their lives tell of righteousness. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink Mm. from death. That Mm. that God, like Daniel and his friends were. Mm. Remember, you said it last week. That when they said if when they were going into the fiery furnace, they said, "God will save us, and even if He doesn't, we will not turn away from Him." We will honor him that's because he testimony. is, yeah. that's their testimony mm-hmm. and that's what gave them authority in the spiritual realm. The last thing is is prayer warfare yeah. and then we also have warfare that we do in prayer. Um, um, Won't you tell us a little bit about just prayer warfare? Yeah,
0: I think, for, especially in this um, last while, we've seen warfare. I have seen incredible warfare um, happening. D- people praying for our nation, people praying for individuals, people praying for healing, you know, people, mothers fighting for children, you know, um, just all kinds of uh, prayers, warfare that is happening. And for me, it's int- firstly, it is very helpful just to know that we are not fighting this battle alone but that there is angels fighting with us, warring with us. But, you know, I think we, we have to have an attitude of no tolerance Towards uh, sin and evil that is knocking on our doors, on our family's doors and on our nation's door. We got to have that no tolerance and, and fight that battle in prayer. You know, we we become desensitized by the news. We become desensitized by all the evil that we see around us because we feel overpowered. How are we ever going to win this battle? There's now laws that agrees with this. There's now the whole nation is thinking that way. But no, that is where we start progressing. Proclaiming, yeah. Like we said, we pray the word like Moses did. We pray the word. We remind God of his promises and we, we fight that battle that way. You know, praying, praying the truth, speaking it out. So I, I like to do it aloud, you know, I like to, 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 to speak it out so that my ears can hear it, you know, and if it's over my own life, I know people laugh at me, but if it's over my own life, I will look in the mirror and I would confess those truths over my own life, you know, when uh, when if it's over my family or over my children, I would sneak out at night and stand in front of their doors and proclaim the truth of God, fighting that battle. Mm-hmm. I am going to fight that battle um, more ferociously than what the devil is going to come. And I will not allow the devil to come in to kill and to destroy. And I think that is, um, you know, we, we sometimes, I remember once somebody stole, uh, um, it was a uh, uh, you know, host Pipe, yeah, host. pipe. do you remember that? Uh, and just through our um uh, yeah, through our gate. And I remember walking and thought, Oh, it's a host pipe. And all of a sudden, this thing, you know, just this the spirit of God just rose up inside of me. And, and I just took that thing in the spiritual realm and I said, Who do you think you are, Satan? I am a child of God. How dare you come into my place here and how dare you attack a child of God? You know, I think we must. Be, we must, we have the full weaponry of God. We must fight these yeah. battles. And we
5: must not give Him any space. Yeah. And I think that's been our habit. Yeah. Whenever something small in our house happens and we know this is the enemy trying to get a foothold, we deal with it right there. We don't allow it to grow into yeah. a bigger thing, um, uh, and that was like the hosepipe, you yeah. know, you you you, you because before you know it, it's something more because that's what the enemy yeah. does. You, He always wants more. He always wants to grab yeah. everything that you've and got you because tolerating. he hates you. And you start tolerating.
0: You start tolerating. You start tolerating evil. You start tolerating fear. You start tolerating, and, and you know, fear, you can quickly go into oh, shame, you know, me mm. and my, but you got to see it for what it is. It must be unmasked in in your life and see it for what it is and stand up because it, it snowballs. Yep. Anything like that, even Evil has snowballs. It has babies, you know, and it and it and it just becomes this huge monster that will be uh, just so big for you after a while if you don't, you know, sort it out right in the beginning. But I also um, want to encourage people to stand together as the bride of Christ. You know, I just um, in the last few weeks just had that vision in my in my head the whole time about um, uh, of of. Us as Christians, as the body of Christ, just hooking in to each other, forming like a chain. You know, so saying, you know, you shall not pass. You know, yeah. uh, like Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings, just saying to Satan, "You shall not pass. You will not come through." Yeah, we are fighting this battle together. Not just is it the spiritual forces um, in the heavenly realm that is fighting this battle, but we as believers, we stand together and we fight. And you know, if he's 6 when he talks about the whole when you've done everything to stand, then stand and he gives us the whole weaponry that we helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness belt of truth, shoes, you know and shield of faith and a, um, sword, a of, the sword of the word of God when he says all of those things, then he ends in in chapter 8 in chapter 6 verse 18 he says, praying all the Time in the Spirit with all prayers and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. I love this. How Paul is saying, even me, Paul, I need your prayers. And we saw that with Daniel, mm. that perseverance in prayer. We just kind of want to. We want to use prayer as a therapy, and prayer is not a therapy. Prayer is an act of warfare mm. that we need to pray, and that we we don't just do, um, you know, kind of, if we do those lo- one-liners, I do them all the time. I say, I proclaim it, Lord, you are my shield. You are my shield. You mm. will be with me, Lord. You, will, you are the shield of my children. You are the shield in this nation, Lord Jesus. Protect us, Lord. So you keep on keeping on. You don't just kind of soothe your conscience with prayer. You don't just uh, use it as a therapy. You use it as an act of warfare taking ground and as we pray and taking ground as in the promised land every place in which you put your foot i will give unto you you know so so it's to to really move forward in prayer and i you know pray that over the people of god and over you that that you would become radical in prayer yeah that you won't just kind of um, after this whole series that we've done. That you will become radical in prayer. That you that the devil will not make you think that you cannot do anything uh, about this situation because there's laws made. Uh, you know that that is that is kind of evil or that is uh, defiles God's laws. You know. Don't you keep on praying? Mm. We keep on keeping on. We we take ground. We march um, mm. in the spiritual realm. We proclaim the promises of God. You know, and and we we speak the word of God um, over our nation, over our families, over our marriages, over every part where we see. Don't just become desensitized. Yep. Rise up, Bride of Christ. And You can know. see
5: Natasha is a <laughs> prayer warrior in that sense. And, uh, and it's true. We, our battle is not against flesh and blood. Uh, scripture says in Ephesians 3 verse 10, for this is the purpose of the church, to yeah. make known the manifold wisdom, wisdom of God yeah. to principalities and powers in the air. And that's what we do. So if we think of the, of the story of Daniel, here's a young man taken up into these big events of nations mm-hmm. fighting against one another. He and his friends, him and his friends, find themselves now in Babylon. And it would have been very easy for them to just say, oh, well, we must just survive. But they don't. They become the fulcrum of a spiritual battle that is going on. Which way is this going to go? Is Is Leviathan through the behemoth of, of Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians, yeah. is he going to have his way and bring ultimate chaos and destruction? And, and ultimately, it was about the nation of Israel as God's people and the carriers of God's law and the seed of the Messiah to come. Is, is behemoth going to destroy God's plan? Yeah. Or is God going to win? And it came down on Daniel in that sense, in that moment. Yeah. And he fought this, this, the battle in the mind. Kept his mind focused on what God was doing and filled with the truth. He then lived a life that kept on pushing back this encroaching darkness, Mm. this this chaos chaos that wanted to come in. Daniel kept, and his friends kept on making space. And and you may feel that there was a lot of darkness. And if you had an aerial view, it was this dark place.
0: It was an evil. I mean, Babylon was an evil place. Yeah, it was
5: evil. It was terrible. And there's just these few little spots of light. But you couldn't miss those little spots of light. Daniel, his friends, the light. And from that place of light, the light started growing. Mm. And then we see the spiritual warfare, this battle in prayer that Daniel was in. And the revelation that came to him, that God spoke to him. And God showed him what was going to happen in the future. And God said to him, your battle that you're fighting now has far bigger realities. Mm. And I want to say to you, as we bring this to a close, don't ever think that your life and the battle that you're fighting is insignificant. Yeah. In every one of our spaces, we've been called by God for such a time as this. We have been placed right now, the scripture says, each of us, we have been assigned our time and our place, and we living to be those little spots of light. And like Natasha says, when we come together, that light grows. Yeah. As the church of the Lord Jesus, we we bring the light. We're the city on a hill whose light shines. Yeah. We're, the, we're the salt, we're the light, and that light begins to grow. And the chaos is being pushed further and further back. And we can bring a, a community into God's grace and into God's favor. Even those that don't believe in God can live in the benefits of God's kingdom. And, and as we continue to do that, as we each fight in our fronts, keep our minds focused on the truth of God, yeah. live our lives according to God's yeah. truth, and pray and fight this war in the spirit realm then we see the kingdom of God and then Jesus's prayer comes to pass Mm. let your kingdom kingdom. come on earth as it is in heaven and that's our everyday story right now you are experiencing in your life the enemy wanting to encroach and bring chaos we want to end in a word of prayer and stand together with you and both the churches, South Church and East Church, has ways that you can communicate to people. You'll see it come up after on your screen right now. Don't stand alone. Ask people to pray with you. Proclaim the goodness of God. If you've got a testimony, it's so important that you share that testimony because our testimony yeah. is what glorifies God. I don't know, in our culture, we sometimes struggle to share testimonies. Share your testimony of what God has done. Let's Lift up the name of Jesus, because where we lift up the name of Jesus, it's the darkness gets dispelled and the spiritual forces are broken in this time and the kingdom of God can be established. So let's stand together in this. But I want to ask Atasha to pray for us and to just pray us into a space of where we are winning. This battle it has been won. We are winning it. And ultimately, one day it will be completely won. By the, when the kingdom of God finally is established. So won't you pray for us?
0: Yes, Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Thank I want you, to encourage Jesus. you just where you are. Don't yes, you want come. to take the hands of somebody and don't you want to intercede with us yes, as we Jesus. stand together? I want you to picture this as, as uh, thousands of people standing together, uh, interceding today. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And we want to come, Lord, and we want to resist the behemoths of, this, uh, of our nation and of this world. We want to resist them in the name of Jesus yes, Christ, Lord. Yes, we want to pray, come and un- unmask them, Lord Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Let what is in darkness come into the light, Lord Jesus. We speak freedom over our countries, Lord Jesus. We pray, Father God, that you would come and that you would capitalize on these moments that we are living in, that seems chaotic, to come and uh, bring the light into areas in our countries, Lord Jesus, in our uh, our uh, our lives and mm. in our families, Lord Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Come. And Praise shine your light Jesus. in Jesus' name. And yes, Father, Lord. I want to pray that in the name of Jesus, that uh, the righteous will run into you, Lord Jesus, and that they will not fear in this time, Lord Jesus. So we want to resist the spirit of fear in Jesus', yes, in Jesus name. name. Uh, spirit of feeling overwhelmed by the world, yes, and, and you encouraging us to say, "You have overcome this world." So we run into you, Lord Jesus. Yes, the name Jesus. of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they will be saved. Thank you Lord Jesus that we trust in you and those who trust in in the Lord will be like Mount Zion which cannot be shaken but endures forever. Thank you Lord that you make us unshakable children of God. So we want to come and uh, and we want to pray through our lives Lord Jesus that you will unmask the works of the enemy in Jesus name. Through our Praise Lord, that you would stir our hearts to pray like never before. Lord, make us pray warriors, Lord Jesus. I pray for your holiness, not your comfort, your holiness to come into our lives, Lord Jesus. Wash us clean by the blood of the Lamb, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that we would live out the kingdom of God because they have overcome them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So, Lord Jesus, come and build testimony into our our lives, build testimony into our families, build testimony into our nation in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen.
5: Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. On your screen right now will come uh, some just opportunities for how you can engage with people to pray with you. And please make use of that. There's also going to be announcements that'll scroll after the service. And then um, also... uh, just, we look forward to being with you again next week and trust that the Lord will be with you. And there's also discussion questions that come up that you can make use of. And I encourage you, take a moment in your family, or household, wherever you are, and, and pray about today's service and just share with one another what the Lord is saying to you and what you are learning. Thank you. Thank you again to Natasha for being with me. Uh, we love you lots and we yes. speak God's favor and God's blessing over you. Bye. Bye.